Hello and welcome to the Thursday bonus show of the Sports Babble. Um, as Johnny was pointing out, this is the first show he's done with me where Liverpool haven't won <laughs> um, the game beforehand. And it's a strange experience for me this season because we've only lost once in the league. And I think it's four times in Europe now, but the other three times we haven't done a show immediately afterwards, the day after it. So it, it's, it hasn't been fresh in my head. And they're probably either going out that weekend and won, or they've got a good draw. It's mostly been a win that weekend, so I've been in good form anyway. But yes, um, Liverpool had their first leg of the Champions League European Cup semi final last night in Barcelona, um, and somehow played quite well, uh, played really well in some parts, and got chinned three <laughs> nil, which is such a strange feeling because, like, um, and Johnny, you're gonna have a big say in this, like, obviously, but, um. I'm not annoyed, like. <laughs> it's it's the goat, you know. It's Messi. Yeah. I know, like Messi's done it us tons of times, and he scored four against us one game, like so. I I think a lot of people that probably watch Barcelona a lot kind of say keep going on about Ronaldo and saying how hey, he's better than Messi, but like Liverpool are flying, and for Messi just to kind of take the game of the scruff of the neckler over the last twenty minutes and just kind of maybe put it out of sight for Liverpool, like, but. In all honesty, Liverpool had some some chances like the Milner chance, the Mane chance in the first half, and then Salah hitting the post. Like nine times out of ten, Salah puts that in the net. It's just it's one of them nights. Just wasn't Liverpool's night. It just wasn't going to happen for them. Like and that's probably just the way. That's the way football goes sometimes. So they were unlucky, but you never know. Anfield on a Champions League night, you never know. Yeah, I know people have been saying that, and my my is going to it, which I'm extremely jealous of. Not just because it could be. There's a ninety nine point nine percent chance, um, Barcelona are going to go through. I think, and there's a whatever point one point zero zero one percent chance. I think my maths are right there that Liverpool can claw it back and send themselves through. So it could be a special night in Anfield, but either way, it's a special night because the greatest footballer of all time, especially in our two opinions, I really don't think there's a debate anymore. Um, I, I think it's been put to bed I know people will say about Ronaldo last year and the overhead kick against uh, Juventus which like was absolutely outstanding um, and Remo did won those uh, another European Cup he didn't do anything in that final though do, do you know what I mean And I, people will jump on this Ronaldo fan and say oh here he goes but I, I just think and I can, I'll talk say it on blue in the face in terms of pure football and ability Messi is just the greatest footballer of all time. There's not. I don't. I don't think it's an argument. But Ronaldo is obviously extremely talented and very good as well. Like he's a close second. Um, just on the match last night. Yeah, you're right. Like Messi, last twenty minutes to go. For sixty five minutes, I thought Liverpool were the better team, and the last twenty minutes, Messi. And it wasn't as if he did it at blistering pace either. It was at his own pace. He doesn't have the speed he had anymore. Like he doesn't ghost past defenders. He still goes past defenders, but it's at a slower speed, and it makes it even worse for the defenders yeah. when they get done. He doesn't blitz past them, and they're, he's gone within a second. It's the way he moves, and his feet are still very quick. It's just he can't run as fast. Like, But he just decided, with 20 to go, right, it's time to put Liverpool away here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the first goal needs to be talked about and a lot of people, I didn't actually, we were talking during the game myself and Johnny on our WhatsApp group. I don't listen to Rio Ferdinand, so when he's doing his analysis, <laughs> it's just BT. You don't really, like if Jake Humphreys is on as well, I, I can't really watch it. So um, I, I leave at half time. I go into the kitchen. I was in mum and dad's house last night, so I went in the kitchen and got myself a glass of juice and 
had the crack with the dog and the cat and um, we were texting about the game and the first goal is a really silly goal for Liverpool to give away and people can talk point out Suarez's movement and the fact the ball was played first time was brilliant past Bell but I get that but Virgil van Dijk um, Angel Manop need to be doing better there they switched off like they did um, I, I know you pointed out afterwards what Rio had said what he called it criminal and stuff it's criminal Rio to get beat by a uh, five foot ten or five foot nine mm-hmm. centre forward in a Champions League final when you're six foot four. But we'll not talk about that. Don't worry about it. Well, I don't think it was criminal. Like I don't wouldn't go that far, but it wasn't. It wasn't great defending. It was a mistake, and it was poor. You'd expect Van Dijk there to at least like let Matip know what's going on. Maybe he did. Matip didn't hear him. Matip, we don't. We don't know. We don't have a microphone on attached to the players. See what's going on. But to our eyes and what we were watching, it looked as if Van Dijk didn't give him a call. Which isn't brilliant from Virgil van Dijk at all. He's such an unbelievable 18 months at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Any Liverpool fan jumping on his back today and he's to their heads looked at. Mm-hmm. But that's a mistake. That goal you can be like, ah. The second goal bounces up off the crossbar. That's where his knees on the crossbar. <laughs> and like as certain people even today were saying about how van Dijk was standing still gawping. Of course he was. Luis Suarez just need the ball. On purpose by the way. Need the ball off the crossbar you're going to be like what has just happened here and Messi the greatest of all time let's point out runs in and scores it like. yeah he, he just reacted first but then where, why did nobody say anything about Andy Robertson just sliding on his knees and looking at it going in two like, so you, you just knew whenever Virgil van Dijk made a mistake this year that they were just going to jump on him first chance and that's what they've done like. especially the Manx you know they're just in damn from van Dijk to make a mistake uh, they're just Everton in red <laughs> They've nothing going for them now this season, so their highlight of the season is if Liverpool fail. And fair play to them. I know which team I'd rather be behind this season, like and last season yeah. as well. Like so, up to them. Yeah, when Barcelona turned turn it on, they turn it on. Like, and yeah. I think I actually messaged you last night and said before the second going in, this is what you don't want. Is Messi starting to feel like, yeah, I'm going to take this game of the scruff of the neck, something along, along them lines anyway. Um, fucking, there's nothing that he can do. In something like the second goal, it's just as unfortunate. You know, he hit the crossbar and then everybody probably thought it was in. Like, I thought it was in. And I came back off and I joked about you last night saying it was like Vardy against Arsenal. Like, but, yeah. but ours was a bit worse, let's be honest. <laughs> well, it happens like Virgil van Dijk's just getting the blame because he's been unbelievable this year and people just want to jump on his back. I think the third goal, I can't remember, who was it stated? Someone said, Jermaine Genius maybe was it that? Uh they should have done better for the free kick like uh, Alisson shouldn't have let that go in was it Steven Manaman was it Steven Manaman somebody, somebody said, said that somebody he should have done better somebody Sports said it and it was like come on like it's right into the top corner and actually like it hit um, Gomez on the shoulder I think somebody was saying great free kick I've seen it from like every single angle today nobody was stopping that no care who you are. and if you look at it as well it's it's really good um, Tom Foolery we'll put it I want, I'm trying not to curse as much in podcasts I got told off um, by Messi to win the free kick because he actually jumps into Fabinho and he kind of throws a wee dig at his head and I'm not, I'm not at all asking for Messi banner or any of that nonsense not at all but he does punch Coutinho or Fabinho in the side of the head when he jumps in the other way his hand moves anyway he clips him and uh, Messi gets the free kick and me and dad were sitting watching it was 2-0 down we're thinking right if it's 2-0 you're happy enough but as soon as you get the free kick and dad looked at me and he's all like uh-oh. <laughs> you knew what was coming. Like You knew this was going close. There's not a chance a goalkeeper could have got anywhere near it. No. It's right in the top corner. And I don't care if people saying how far it is out and all this should do better. No chance. There's no goalkeeper in the world stops that. Mm-hmm. 
it's just a brilliant, brilliant goal. An unbelievable goal from we've said it so many times, the the player. Yeah. Um, how many free kicks Ronaldo scored? No, no, I can't remember. Can't remember how many free kicks he scored. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't even think he takes them for the event. I think it's Pjanic. I'm not sure. I seen uh, is it John Aldridge's player for Liverpool? Is that, is that right? Mm, I love you. Did you see he was given off today on Twitter about uh, Suarez? Saying Suarez is a disgrace and had no respect for his former club because of his antics and trying to get players books and or get players books, sorry, and you know, trying to wind people up and things like that. But I think a Liverpool supporter rang into your favourite show last night, Talk Shape. <laughs> and uh, he was given off to Andy Goldstein, also another favourite person of yours. And uh, given off by Suarez and same sort of stuff. And Andy Goldstein said, But answer this to me, was was it right whenever he was doing it for Liverpool? And he just like kept going off and one and blah blah blah. I was like, that's not the point. That's not the point. But that that's Barcelona, that's South Americans, and that's La Liga teams. Like that's, that's what they do. And I think even when the great man got tackled by Milner, I think he made quite a lot of it too. Like he was rolling about the place like he was shot. Yeah, he smiled at the camera. Yeah, like yeah. David Luiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the shit you gotta expect. You know, it'll probably happen tonight uh, for Arsenal against Valencia, but. It's, it's probably a hard. It probably is a hard one to take for Liverpool fans. But at the same time, like you said, you can't really be that disappointed. You're playing probably the team is going to win a treble this year. Quadruple. Quadruple possibly. So, uh, yeah, like many English teams that went to the new camp, Arsenal have went and got stuffed many times. Man United got stuffed this year, and. Uh, you know, there's only one Egyptian king and his name's El Nene and he scored at the new job. Yeah, yeah. I, I was waiting on that actually. I'd, somebody had pulled that up earlier um, about El Nene doing it. Um, just on the Suarez as well, because like, I'm, everybody knows now I'm a Liverpool fan. I have no issue with him celebrating. In fact, like I'm kind of glad he did because it, I hate this like no celebrating nonsense. Like you score, go- see, even if me and you were to go outside now in the street and play football, and I scored a cracker, I'd have my top off swinging it above my head. You celebrate a goal, like you know what I mean. No matter who you're playing against, regardless of what goes on, like Dennis Law when he scored that goal to relegate Manchester United, should have took everything off and blitzed around the stadium just for the crack. Like it, it was not, it's nonsense. But anyway, I digress. Um, and the Suarez antics, right? Yeah, that's what Luis Suarez does. That's what he did for us. And Liverpool loved it. That's what he does. This notion, though, that Luis Suarez is some sort of a Liverpool legend and should be seen as a Liverpool legend, I don't get that. Because the year before he left, he gurned and he cried and he, he begged to go to yourselves, Arsenal, right? Yeah. And he pushed and he pushed and he pushed and Liverpool said, no, we're not selling you because we actually you're worth a lot more than that there and we'll give you a new contract put a clause into it we'll get more money for you but we're not selling you now nope and we're not selling you to a rival so he went to the papers told him he's been held around kidnapped basically called the manager a liar kicked up a whole fuss then that season he had an unbelievable season for Liverpool don't get me wrong and he almost got us to a league title but he was always going to be leaving Suarez doesn't give a toss about Liverpool like he doesn't but that's that's fair enough Mm -hmm. because he plays for Barcelona now he used Liverpool as a stepping stone and he's gone to Barcelona and he's won everything at Barcelona and he's gotten better. He's a fantastic footballer. I get that. But he doesn't play for Liverpool now. Now next week at Anfield and I do not want any nonsense towards him. But anytime he touches the ball whistle and boo whatever no no nonsense no I don't think there would be like racism or anything that, not bollocks that we saw from fans on um, Tuesday 
in Barcelona, which was stupid and horrendous. I'm not going to get into that because I'll, I'll never stop talking. But yeah, give him a bit of abuse. Heckle him. Like, yeah. Boo, whistle, cheer if he makes a mistake. I'll wind him up no end because he plays for Barcelona. It's the same as Coutinho now. He was a little bit, I have a massive soft spot for Coutinho and I'll have him back in a heartbeat just to give him a hug. And he didn't know what to do last night either when um, it was when the game finished and everyone, like the Barcelona players were sort of celebrating with each other in the middle of the pitch and congratulating Messi and Coutinho spent the whole time going around Liverpool's bench hugging everyone and it sort of looked lost. Mm-hmm. But no, the, the whole thing, the whole uproar of Suarez, that's what he does. So I want to see next Tuesday night Andy Robertson hoof him into the cup. Mm-hmm. First tackle, lift him. Well, he hasn't bit anybody when he's been a player. He hasn't bit anyone, no. Like, you know, so, I don't know if any of that was mentioned when Liverpool fans were giving off about it. Like, he bit two boys. Was it two people? He bit, he bit Ivanovic. Yeah. And then he bit Killini in the World Cup. He also bit someone at Ajax. And he bit Killini in the World Cup. And then Gerard points out at the time, Gerard pointed out either the middle of the way through that season or he's been interviewed maybe recently on about Luis Suarez. Not that recent, maybe a year ago. And he said, I knew then when I saw what he'd done that he was getting out of Liverpool. So there's no way Liverpool were going to take him back then. Mm-hmm. That he had bitten someone. Um, and it was sort of a... He sort of forced Liverpool's hand then. Well, I've, I'm going to be banned now for a couple of months, but Barcelona are going to offer you 75 million. What do you do? Liverpool couldn't turn that down at all. They couldn't turn it down the second time. It, it's... The thing with South Americans as well, Barcelona and Real Madrid is the big attractive draw for them. They all yeah. kind of grew up supporting them teams. So... That's the thing, I and mean, if he came to Arsenal, like you know, he would have been away at Barcelona in the next year anyway, because that's what happens to us. Barcelona buy all our good players. Uh, he's right to probably get rid of Suarez, and I don't think now Liverpool fans really care because he's making no. the bad money or Salah or Firmino, like so. And like arguably players that have been consistently better. Yeah. It's and not, not causing any bother or no. damaging their reputation, the Liverpool no. football club. Anyway, no, like, it's it, it, I, I, look. I get you can get frustrated because we lost and because of maybe his antics but we need to wind our neck in a little bit Liverpool fans did the, um, did the overall Barcelona antics annoy you as a fan like, they always uh, do the pollen pollen your pollen as the who was the Salah was running Long, Langley yeah like I'm sure stuff like that like I like Barcelona like I follow Barcelona for years yeah. and years like you know Arsenal I would support Arsenal they're my club like but I do like Barcelona I have to admit um, but if for this year for some reason and I'm kind of going off track for this game but if it's Ajax and them in the final, I want to see Ajax win it. Just for football. You know, like it's like Liverpool winning the Premier League. It would be great for football to see Ajax win it. Because they've kind of, I think, was it their 50 million or something their squad's worth? Something crazy. And to beat Barcelona. Even to go and beat Spurs. Like I know Spurs are a bit depleted and a bit tired. Like, but imagine Ajax win the Champions League. It would be brilliant. Yeah, and that sort of segues us on to Ajax there and, and the Spurs game that was on Tuesday night. Um. I am like I don't think Liverpool will turn around the result at Anfield, and I'm you know me I'm usually the most positive. Mm-hmm. I think it's all gone home now for Saturday, and hopefully Brendan Rodgers and Shiny New Teeth and Jamie Vardy absolutely rinses Vincent Company on Monday night, and uh, we're going into next Sunday ahead in the league and looking to try win our first league title in twenty nine years. But I I was actually disappointed in Ajax on Tuesday night. I I want Ajax to win the Champions League now. That's who I want out of because I don't think we'll. Get past so as I've said, so I want Ajax to do it. I think it'll be as you said, uh, unbelievable for um football. I like the, the the fact that Ten Hag fired it back at Pochettino, who and I like Pochettino as well. You know I do. Who was saying about it's unfair the Dutch league had gave them a break, and he wasn't sort of saying at the Dutch league. He was sort of more saying it to the Premier League. Why didn't you give us a week off? And then Ten Hag said, "Well, is it not more unfair that we get ten million revenue, you get two hundred million?" Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Uh, and it turns out Spurs, you probably should have bought someone the last 18 months because it looks like it could bite you in the ass here. Yeah. But first 25 minutes, I act for a joy. Oh, absolutely. And like Spurs looked absolutely stunned. It was like the opening scene on Night in Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, when the, I hope, if any of you're listening, you haven't watched Game of Thrones yet. You've had far too long. All right. <laughs> sort off, sort your off, life right, out. Turn it off. Turn it out. I'll give you five seconds. You know, when the Dothrathi, right? Get their swords lit up. And that's not a euphemism. You. And they hoof it into, um, into the, the White, Walker. White Walkers, yeah. right? And then next thing, it, all the lights go out. That's what looked like what happened at the new White Hart Lane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beforehand, it was like, yeah, it's White Hart Lane. It's European semi- Champions League semi-final. A massive night for them. Like, whatever. Like Even if you don't like them, it's a massive night for them. And all the lights and the bells and the whistles and the plastic flags and the dirt to do or whatever it is. It's it. I think that's right, isn't it? Dirt to do. And um, looked on rail and then, boom. <laughs> Within like two minutes, when Ajax kept the ball off them and they were all like, uh-oh. It, they were like just, home team <laughs> yeah. it was crazy it was brilliant like and they just literally if you watch um, De Jong and he gets talked about so much and the Ligt probably more so now at the minute because he's younger and he's captain if you watch De Jong playing that midfield role it is especially for those first first half first 35 minutes really as well he's an absolute treat mm-hmm. that's he, the first time I've watched them live I've seen highlights of him but that's the first time I've actually watched them live he's never in a wrong position it's, it's mad isn't it and he's only what, what age is he he's 21 and he's joining Barcelona Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Delit as well for twenty or nineteen, sorry, years of age. Unreal. Uh, Spur when Spurs changed it, they got more into the game. They had a couple of chances, but you know, I actually looked comfortable enough. I thought in the second half, I was kind of disappointed. I actually thought, you know, I thought they were going to go and kill off the game. They had, a, they actually had a chance at the post. Mm-hmm. They had a couple of good chances. What I thought as well, right? So the first time as we talked, and I actually got that goal, which was a really good goal from Van der Beek and. And he's celebrating before he scores. Because, like, what is Lloris doing? Mm. Well, he was very calm, wasn't he? When he got <laughs> yeah. the opportunity, he was like, hang on, I'll just... They talk about, like, last night Van Dijk and Mata. Well, it was more Van Dijk. I was talking about flat-footed and stand still. Like, Lloris literally stands there looking at him like, okay, what are you going to do? Run at him, like. Yeah. Come out of your box a little bit. Come yeah, out and put him on pressure. Yeah. He stands there and Van de Beek's like, well, you see that three-quarters of that goal there? I'm going to fire it in there. Thanks very much. I would, I would absolutely love him to replace Aaron Ramsey next year, but I know it's I never, never going to happen. Well, you never know. There, there's going to be a fire sale, unfortunately, in Ajax, but we'll talk about that on another show, regardless of what happens to them, because I think we should look at this Ajax side and look about, compared to all the teams and what's going on. But um, so the first 25 minutes are very good. They almost go, if Van de Beek looks up and gives up the ball to Neres as well, has uh-huh. that brilliant play on the edge of the box. That would have been goal of the season in the Champions League. And I think that... Open spurs up humongously if that goes in. Mm-hmm. I think you could be on a bit of a hiding. Doesn't. Then Vertonghen takes a nasty knock. Yeah, um, that was bad. That was really bad. And hopefully he's recovered. He'll not, I don't think he'll play the rest of the season. If they go by concussion protocols, I don't think he'll be able to shake that off within a week. Because mm-hmm. uh, that looked a really bad one. Well, I think I, said, I was listening on the radio on the way over and said <coughs> Marley doesn't have concussion, so... He may be okay for maybe the last game of the season or the second leg. I don't know. I, I doubt he will play the rest of the season. He looked in a bad way. He was thrown up. He had How could he not have up. concussion? I, I think that's... We, a lot of people, <clears throat> a lot of football people would laugh at rugby and and slag rugby for how they handle concussion and and um, call it reckless and stuff and all this here. But when you look at ourselves too, that was that's concussion. He threw yeah. up. And his legs went from him when he was trying to walk off. Oh, uh, it was crazy. That is that he need that proper protocol he's brought in there, and I really hope 
I know Spurs have potential like a European European Cup in their sights, which is massive for them. I get that, but it's a player's welfare here and at stake. And there's so much people now like dimension all coming in from older players that were head and heavier balls and and brain injury is such a high profile thing. Spurs could make a stand, like really make a point here, mm-hmm. and be sort of like. Um, a flag bearer type of thing and to say no listen this is what's happened mm-hmm. but we'll see what's going to happen there, it looked really nasty like. there's a really good film Will Smith was in a few years ago <clears> come, <throat> I think actually it's called Concussion yeah, yeah, it's yeah. actually a really good watch if people kind of want to see it's actually based on a true story so if they want to see the actual long term effects of what concussion has in people's lives it's brilliant it's um, Malo I think isn't Doctor yeah uh, he's the, the doctor that sort of ran it through basically and said what was going on with the NFL players and how yeah, CT and all was creeping in and what was going on there mm-hmm. um, but Vertonghen comes off mm-hmm. Zogo comes on who's like he's like their party song they're their kite he's like their unsung hero yeah. he changes the game for the last what 15-20 minutes 15 minutes of the first half Spurs look much better um, they look like getting a better foot in the midfield start a second half first 10 minutes yeah Spurs are really puffing it at um, Ajax here they could get, make the breakthrough then it just drops off yeah and I think, and not a lot of people have been talking about this, but I actually think this is Ajax side because they're seen as the young, um, hip team full of beans that just run everyone over the pitch. They showed a real maturity here just to sort of see that game out at times. Mm-hmm. They never looked really troubled in the second half. No. They were they were comfortable. They, they probably should have went another goal ahead, but just unfortunately hit the post. I just got it. <laughs> I was on the phone to, to Tracy. I went, oh, Jesus, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, no. I actually scored. Like, You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I think Son's going to have to have a humongous game on yeah. Wednesday night. I I just, I can see Ajax scoring again. I can see them coming through. It just looks like it's sort of their year to get to it. Like I think uh best result for Spurs will be a draw. And that's enough for Ajax anyway. Yeah. So... <laughs> so it was a it wasn't a great week so far of English teams in the European Cup Champions League sorry um, I always call it the European Cup I think it's right Brenton Mad um, Champions League semi-finals uh, both got beat by uh, the Cruyff teams so mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see what happens there next yeah. um, but now it's the next round of European semi-finals it's the Europa League the big one the one that everybody's buzzing for. I'm actually buzzing for tonight because I have nothing riding on this, so I can pick my pick and choose which game to watch. And I can, <laughs> this is how mad I'm going to be. I'm going to pretend to scout players for Liverpool tonight and just have the crack. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I have no connection to Jurgen Klopp and his boys. Or do I? You'll never know. Um, so, we'll talk about Arsenal first. Okay. Valencia. Probably the hardest out of the Valencia or Frankfurt. You could have got maybe on paper uh, because everyone knows them probably everyone thinks it's on harder, paper but... but just going by what I've read and what I've heard I think I'd rather have Valencia than having Frankfurt because Frankfurt, Frankfurt are flying they're flying and they beat Lazio and Inter Milan and Sevilla and bloody everybody this year in the Europa League so yeah and Valencia aren't in a good run of form in the league uh, neither are Arsenal lost their last three but we're at the Emirates and usually we're very good at home so I'm expecting Arsenal to win, but I think Valencia do have the ability to get an away goal. That's the only worry. I think we need we need to go to Valencia with the same sort of result we got against Napoli. We need two goals, two clear goals, or like a three one would be okay, I suppose. But um, if Mkhitaryan starting another region, because he's shite. No, Ramsey is massive. Uh, Ramsey, that's Ramsey out for the season now. So he's played his last game for Arsenal, which is uh, shit. You know, 
we've said before how important Ramsey's been for Arsenal and I know that the Prince of Rome doesn't really agree, he doesn't really rate Ramsey as much like but I think Ramsey's been a legend of the Emirates era. He's probably been the only real legend of the Emirates era, in my opinion, but yeah, he's big loss and it's shown them three games that he was missing. We got absolutely annihilated in all three of like, so we're gonna miss him. Um it really depends who starts in the middle of the park tonight. Uh I don't think he'll start El Nene. Probably be Jack and Torreira, maybe Guendouzi, I'm not sure. Um Arsenal need to go for it, like Lacazette, Aubameyang, they all playing. God knows if Mustafi will start. He probably will. Osel's okay to play, I think. Um, team news should be out shortly, I'm sure. In the next 10 months or so. So, uh, God, I don't know. You were saying to me you're not excited about a semi-final of European Cup. Well, just the way Arsenal are playing, it just, it's just depends what Arsenal show up. I think if... Um if Arsenal won their last three games, like what we all, I, I thought they were going to do because they went and won in Napoli, which is a, such a brilliant result. <laughs> but it's been completely overshadowed because of the fact they got chinned their next three league games. But if Arsenal have won, say even two of those and drew the other one or drew two and one, you know, in a decent run of form, mm-hmm. you'd be much more in a better mood going into this. Yeah, if, if we even made Palace on Leicester, for example, and got beat by Wolves, I wouldn't be as annoyed. But, uh, like, you know, players always post up as bullshit on social media before the games. Like, ready for the match and all this here crap and then they get out there and they're terrible uh, I've seen a lot of criticism this week of Lacazette and Aubameyang uh, a lot of Arsenal fans saying they want Lacazette sold because they think he's shit and it just blows my mind Jürgen Klopp get on the phone <laughs> it's just it's crazy um, Arsenal do need to clear it in the summer there's no doubt but to sit and say that the two guys that have scored the most goals for us this season by a mile to be sold is crazy it just shows the toxic Fan base that Arsenal have. I, I, everyone has a toxic fan base. Like I just, it's, the, and this is one thing. I, like I get caught up in this, and I shouldn't. I, I care too much, and I really shouldn't care at all. Like, but I see a fan of us, another club, or say say something completely nonsensical. But this person has like ten thousand followers, and he gets loads of retweets. So, um, everyone's bounced on it, and now it looks like this is just the opinion of football. Like last night, I used an example. Um, Van Dijk was coming across. To Messi, Messi's on the on the right hand side, and he's coming across. He looks behind him and he sees like there's a there's a gap here, <laughs> and the next person is my goalkeeper. This this will not do. So he, he urges Robertson to come in behind him, which is defending one on one, perfect example of being a centre half and leading your defence. But this is seen as a weakness that he's too scared to take on Messi on his own. Of course, you're scared to take on Messi on your own. I've seen the tweet. I've seen. He's the, the greatest footballer of all time. You mongoos. <laughs> this this almost set me off this morning and then I, I didn't say it but last night one of the bits I did roar the house down was uh, we're 3-0 down and Messi's running through and he is one-on-one with Van Dyke and I was like please and Virgil took the ball off him and I howled the house down like, and I, we're 3-0 down and I was like we're getting me 3 nil. I was like I don't care get in down Virgil like I just didn't want him getting uh, skinned you know what I mean it's <laughs> just so time I didn't want that I also <coughs> wanted to maintain that he hasn't been dribbled past yet I think that's still in the case, like which is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted that, but just I was digressing about there. But like fans, you're talking about toxic fans. Like, they, we, this is brilliant because we're doing a show, a podcast, and we do a YouTube show, and we do a Facebook live, and hopefully next season it's going to be even bigger and better and whatever. We wanted a career in this, so we've always said it, so it's it's flying, um, and it it's brilliant. It gives so many people like us a chance to talk and have a hobby and and say what they want about football. But unfortunately, 
people seem to be drawn to the trolls more. Yeah, like, for example, Arsenal fans think Arsenal fan TV, you know, people are... Demigods. You know, their word is God. Yeah. Their word represents the fan base of Arsenal when, to be honest, 95% of the fan base can't stand them. It's majority all people that live in the Far East and Asia and all their crap. And, you know, they, they can't get over the matches and they, they are who they see. Like, they are the image that they see of Arsenal fans. So you can't really blame them for that. But, you know, it, it, it is ridiculous. I'm sure Liverpool have it as well. I think the Red Men or something. But I don't know what them boys really like. I don't, I don't watch their stuff like. But, yeah, it, it's like, you know, what they say is true. And like you say about all the followers, you know, because they have so many followers, I'll take his opinion over someone that has maybe 50 followers. You know, it's a load of bullshit. Like, it's, it's like when... One of the first shows we done where I thought Ramsey was better for Arsenal than Fabregas, and you were like, "What? That's crazy!" <laughs> like, that's just that's just. But you I weren't think. trolling. No, I wasn't trolling. That's, no. that's, that's exactly what I. That's what I feel. That's my opinion. And you know, screw Sask. He went to Chelsea, the bastard. So like, <laughs> yeah, like it's just, it's just really annoying when, and I've seen like Man United fans today trying to compare Van Dijk to Vidic from ten years ago. I'm just like, get over yourselves. Like, this this is literally all you have to cling on to now. Is trying to slide Virgil Van Dijk after one game because Liverpool are challenged with the Champions League and the Premier League while you're fucking struggling to get out of sixth yeah like seriously take a back seat man you fans like, <laughs> time the song is over the thing on Vidic uh, the, the, the stat that they were firing up was how much he, how he made many more tackles yeah but um, like if you're making a tackle as a defender especially a sliding tackle you've, <laughs> you've made a mistake then at some point yeah you know what I mean Maldini said it, if I have I think, to make yeah. a tackle then I've made a mistake already mm-hmm so I would go with Palamandini over what I said by some blurt in his bedroom, uh, using a fake name, using a like, and they use like, uh, Lingard is God uh, as their name, like you know that kind of way. They, and they, don't, like, they don't put their real names up. They don't identify themselves because they know. And their Twitter avatar is like, you know, it could be Lingard or Rashford doing a dab. But even now, United fans are jumping on their own, jumping on Rashford's back and all this here shit. And yeah. seeing the video going about of. Look at the girl when Rashford's going to take the free kick. I, the woman, I, yeah, that could be anything. Like she, could, she could actually be nervous, thinking, "Oh, this this could go in. I need this to go in." That wasn't a case of her thinking, "Oh, no, it's right." Ra- Marsh- Marcus Rashford has all the talent to absolutely explode from Manchester United. Mm-hmm. They hound him and hound him and hound him and leaves that club. Then good for them. Yeah, you know, they, what I mean? you know they were comparing him to Mbappe earlier in the season. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know, he's one of your own. Like even like, support your club through and through. I know, like. Like for example, from Mustafi, for me, like I give him grief and whatever. Like, but you know when he's playing for Arsenal, soon as long as he's wearing our shirt, I want him to do well so he'll win games. Even though I want him to go in the summer, like I want him to do well till the summer, then he can go and fuck about wherever he wants to. Like, <laughs> but it's the same. Like Rashford's one of their own. It's like a Wobi as well. I know Jack is not a big fan of Wobi, and I've admitted when Wobi didn't play well against Leicester, he was terrible. But you gotta support these boys. Like how. You, when they see all this online, what are they going to think when they go out onto the pitch? Oh shit! If I make this mistake, they're going to be talking about me on Twitter again. It's not the way I go about it. Like, and that's the problem with social media now and these fucking trolls. Yeah, oh, and talk shit adds that, and I hate it. I hope it gets slows down. Um, the other game tonight though is Chelsea against Frankfurt. Their new scribbly top. In their new scribbly uh, top uh, that they've designed off the back of the historic bus seats that you get on the old Translink buses, it seems. Um. Can Nike stop just stop messing about with tops? Just make plain tops. Everybody wants a plain top. They don't want mad design. They want yeah. The Nigeria one was class. class. Yeah, you got that right once. Leave it, leave it. Don't do any more. Just make them plain tops. Even go a bit retro. Retro's in now. It's pretty cool. Take names off as well. Just have numbers in the back, which would be nice. And go from there. Like stop, stop adding mad designs and patches to football tops. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm quite happy where we've got Adidas from next season. I think. I know they're not going to get it right every time, but they'll get it right bloody four more times than Puma ever have. You know, this top and the moment, the black one's probably one of the best ones they've done. Actually, it's the most popular horse on top over the last 10 years, I think they were saying, for seals and stuff. So, yeah, like, Chelsea's tops with Nike so far have been... The first top was playing blue, which is fine. Is it up there? No, it's not up in the wall. No, it's not up there, this one. The second one this year is they threw a bit of red stripe on it. Uh, now this year it looks like scribbling inside a child drew on a page yeah it's ridiculous there's no need for it there's no no I think even my other mates sport sports Chelsea said they must prefer Adidas aye Brenton prefers Adidas just got it right but they're playing Eintracht Frankfurt tonight as we said mm-hmm. now you think Arsenal will win their game you're still in the boat you think you'll get the result tonight yeah I think I think we'll win yeah. Yeah. do you think Chelsea will get a result I think we'll get in the way of goal I think I haven't seen a lot of Frankfurt just going off what I've been told about them. They'll either probably sneak it by a goal or they'll draw. I don't think Chelsea are going to be it well tonight. You know, they're they're kind of too good. They've one of the best players in the world, Nathan Hazard. Like so, you'd expect uh, you'd expect them to get a way goal. They've had a few injuries on Sunday. Yeah, Riddick, Riddick a big, big loss. If he's missing, I think they could be in a little bit of bother tonight, Chelsea, mm-hmm. um, because Frankfurt just have been so good. And Jovic is just ridiculous mm-hmm. up front. It's, I, it's kind of, I was thinking about this on the way over. Even if Arsenal get through, do you know, no matter who they play in that final, it's going to be so hard. And it, it would just, any, any one of these four teams can win it. I think no matter, it would just be so typical of Arsenal to get through and get beat in the final by whoever's there. <laughs> you know? It just would be. And uh, Would it be easier to take it with Frankfurt though? Or because you're like Frankfurt, you're like we should be Frankfurt. Or we probably should be Frankfurt. But could you take it if Brenton and your two uncles, Martin and Malachi, or Malachi and uh, Michael, are able to and Pat, you three? I knew there was a third one. Um, Martin would give you abuse anyway as well, like, and he probably is anyway. Would you think those those lads? Would you rather lose to them? Or would you rather lose to Eintracht Frankfurt? Oh, I'd rather lose to Frankfurt. <laughs> as as uh, Brenton's brother Kevin said, Chelsea are built in oil. And that's the truth. They are. <laughs> he always has to fire a dig in. Like. You know what? He fired a dig at me the week I wasn't here. So I'm oh, what are you two like? <laughs> um, I think there'll be two cracking games tonight. I think Chelsea will get beat. And I think Arsenal will draw. I think it'll be a draw at the Emirates. Um, as you're right, both teams, like Valencia, have stuttered a little bit now and they were going quite well for a while and they have started to stutter a little bit and I think even Getafe are ahead of them now in yeah. fourth in, in La Liga, which would be unreal for Getafe if they're in there next year in Champions League. Uh, yeah, uh, Frankfurt are absolutely flying yeah. and they have, as you said, they beat at Milan and they beat, like, you beat Sevilla in the Europa League, you're going pretty well. Yeah, I think um, Valencia are in kind of a similar situation with us now. In their league, you know, they've kind of bossed up their chance for Champions League through the league. So, this is maybe their only way into the Champions League next year. And they have a couple of old Arsenal boys coming back to haunt us too. Cockland's obviously suspended for the night. Pauletta. They have uh, Gabriel mm-hmm. in centre back. So, it'll be interesting. Like, uh, hopefully, Arsenal can just get the job done tonight and take a bit of pressure off going to Spain next week because it'll be absolutely ridiculous next week in Spain. Uh, Would you not like to be out there? I would be, but I have exams. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hopefully Chelsea get chinned because I can't stand them either. Like, but, <laughs> uh, no, I can't stand Spurs, but yeah. 
There was, um, <laughs> look at check. We'll check the teams a little bit before we go here. Sure. Um, right. So I've got the teams in front of me. So it's Peter checking goals. Mm-hmm. I, I know. Like we're gonna start here, right? And I don't want to go overboard on the podcast and record for too long, right? But this is a European semi final. I get it. Oh, he's played a lot of the rounds. Yeah. Uh, uh, out you go. Mm-hmm. Like I know Watford are gonna play Aurelio Gomez in the FA Cup final, right? Yeah. Because he did well in the, the semi final or whatever, and because he's a club hero. Ben Foster's better, and I'd rather win it. Well, you never know. They might they play uh, Foster in the final, but um, look, Patrick has experience. We we thought we'd be vulnerable with him in um, in Nats against Napoli, and we were okay. So I don't know. Well, we'll see who's who's playing in defence. That's another issue. Mustafi, they're playing a three four one two. A three four one two. So Mustafi, Kachelny, and I think that's Socrates. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the second name because I would do it a disservice. Maitland Niles, Guendouzi, Xhaka, and Klasnicic in midfield. Okay. Otsil in front of them. And then Aubameyang and Lacazette. Right. Okay. So the uh, the Valencia team, uh, they've gone 5 4 1. They've gone Neto and Nets. It's quite good. Gaia, Gabriel, Garay. Um, Dia Hang on, my thing's frozen. Diakabi, sorry, yep, another decent player. Um, Diakabi and. Hang on, I think he's freezing. Ah. They've gone. Oh, yeah, Ronca- Roncaglia. Facuda Roncaglia at fullback. Right. They've gone. Um, hang on, this is fucking thing. Guedes, Parejo, Soler and Pacini in midfield and Rodrigo, Rodrigo up front. We saw Soler play at Jamrock Park mm-hmm. uh, up front. Parejo was very good. Yeah. Um, that's a quite a decent five from them. Yeah, they're probably going to expect a bit of an all-stop marginal for a while, I would say. I think if you're a neutral, now you'll be listening to this tomorrow, so it means nothing now, but watch this game, I think. Um, I think the other game will be quite good too, Like, but this game has the potential to just be pretty... Uh, special <laughs> mm. yeah, going on both teams defences but yeah there you are Johnny so you have an hour to try and kill before oh, I'm emotionally <laughs> yeah listen folks we'll be back as always uh, on Sunday night with our uh, live Facebook show and we've got new lighting as well so she's going to look even better and we're all very excited for that um, hopefully uh, Liverpool are sitting top of the league and just waiting on Brenton Rogers to do us all a favour the favour he owes us <laughs> on Monday night against uh, Leicester and hopefully Chelsea I'll, I'll be honest I want Chelsea and Arsenal to both lose tonight no that's a joke I want them both to win tonight um, so we have a decent show coming up on Sunday and you can talk about some positive results thanks for joining Johnny I'm nervous. <laughs> he is very, very nervous. <laughs> Folks, thanks for listening and as always watching all the shows. Um, if you can, when you see us on your social media later, give it a share and a retweet and subscribe to us via your podcast app. Cheers. <laughs>